What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games steeped in blackness. For those of you who don't know, Tech Nubians is a live stream podcast hosted by black technology professionals, yours truly, and the other folks here on the call. We discuss the what, where, and how you can get into this world of technology, specifically video games. With me today, we have our man with a million plans, Chuck. What's up, everyone? We have our producer, Sleuther, and deducer, Shanae. Hey, folks. And um, I guess we got Travis here, too. <laughs> Travis. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. What up? <laughs> We're not interrupting you, right, Travis? Good, Travis. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, no I'm good. No more unusual. Okay, no, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm your host, Cherie. We are Tech Nubians, and we're here every week to inspire, sustain, and nurture successful creative technologists in the pursuit of Black excellence and content development. So, all right, folks, you know, you know the drill. Um, we do news and a long topic. This week for our long topic, we are talking about ethics in tech, ethics in technology. Um, this is going to be this is going to be a, um, a spicy topic. I know there's a lot of stuff in the news around this lately. It's always there's always news around ethics and tech. So I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, but before, of course, we get into our long topic, we're going to kick things off with our gaming and tech news with our news segment, Tech Newsians. All right. So starting us off, I have a little story here. I just wanted to mention to folks, which is G4 is back. Do y'all remember G4? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yes. TV. Like yes. way back. I, I used to have a TV show on G4. Oh, did you really? I was producer of a TV show on G4. Yeah. I did not know this. Yep. Yep. Oh. Okay, you got to tell me what TV Family show. in the house. Yeah. Yep. It was Street Fury. Street Fury. Street Fury. Street Fury. Yeah, I was part of the whip set. So there was two shows, the Street Fury and Formula D, and I was producer on both of them. Interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we Tokyo have- Pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm. Well, the, I'm curious. What's your What are your feelings about G4 coming back? I'm okay with G4 coming yeah. back. I, I saw the lineup, and I'm like, uh, they're trying to they're trying to steal the uh, the Geekish Network shine. They're not gonna be able to do it. They ain't got no flavor. They ain't got no. Flavor. <laughs> no, they, they can't do. It. <laughs> they ain't got no flavor. <laughs> but not. Uh, I mean, my thing is Olivia Munn is not coming back. So that goes that goes 45 percent of the viewing population <laughs> not coming back. Well, that was actually what I thought was interesting about them coming back, because it feels like like rather than it kind of come, at least just from what I've seen, you know, with like the lineup and everything like that, rather mm-hmm. than it coming back and being like, OK, you know, we're going to do something that's new and fresh and like responding to the times, it kind of feels like. They did a pause and they just like transported the old like, you know, <laughs> networks now. It's like they're going to have X-Play yeah. again. They're going to have Attack mm-hmm. of the Show again. They're going to have the same mm-hmm. host, Adam Sessler. Adam Sessler's there. back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no shade on them or anything like that. But like, I'm just kind of like, what are we going to do that's going to feel new and fresh? Because like. They have a puppet show. <laughs> but but awesome. wait, I mean, <laughs> do we need do we need them to do something that's quote unquote new and fresh? I think the I think maybe the the, the situation with G four was is that it was ahead of its time, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 now um, all those things that you know, they sort of opined about that they didn't have are democratized now to, uh, yeah. you know, to the point where we can do G4. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so it's, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I, uh, you know, and I, I wish them the best of luck. I mean, I, I just remember when G4 came on um, and it was just another sign that I've been seen and that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say they're gonna have a lot of difficulty. There's a, that that space is crowded now. They did have the space to themselves. Mm-hmm. Now that space is really crowded. That's you know, what I'm the, interested in, really. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about like when you talk about the new and fresh thing, like that's what I'm interested in. Because like you said, there's it's it's a very different landscape out there. And mm-hmm. if they're providing just the same kind of content as 20 years ago, was it 20 years ago? I don't know how many years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, about, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be really hard to just break through because it's just like there's so much there's the oxygen's already been sucked out of like the ecosystem essentially. Yep. My other thing is too, like, you know, we're, uh, I still go back to the point that I'm like, I think we're terrible in the industry at teaching people how games are made. That said, there's a lot more access and information about there about how games are made. So I'm really hoping that there's, you know, like, uh, 
I often say like game developer, which is formerly Gama Sutra, is one of the few like out, uh, media outlets out there that really focuses on the science of game development. I'm really hoping that there's some of that on G4 and it's not just, you know, endless streams of Fortnite or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I think that's an angle where they could, but it could feel fresh, right? It, le- it could be less around like just enthusiast press or whatever. Yeah, more. they have an opportunity Absolutely. to do to make it a little bit more, you know, give make something that we would watch too, right? Like the, as game developers, not just as gamers. That would be kind of rad. Or at least one show. Give me one show. <laughs> you, you think they're really going to do that? No, I no, don't. But mm-hmm. I can ask. It's not on the air yet. <laughs> we could do that, though. We, we're doing that. We we're are, doing hey, that. Hey, put us on G4. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. We don't, need a, we don't want the competition. It's fine. Yeah, we're no, doing no, that. Geekish Network on G4. You pitch it, Chuck. <laughs> no, G4 on a Geekish Network. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Flip it, twist it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Because they, they bring in an X-Play and the, the Dungeons and Dragons series. And we have a critical role. There's a lot of competition in the space. And people yeah. are quite satisfied with what's out there mkb you know mark marquisi's out there you have unbox therapy there's a lot of shows that will give g4 run from his mind they come with the same format that they had before that's the thing like and so i was just i think i was just surprised with like with the release when they're talking about hey we actually really coming now i know we've been hyping it for like a year you know they actually have like a date it's like mid uh november where they're like we're actually going to be starting now oh it's soon yeah Mm -hmm. but like but everything that, at least from, you know, from the press releases I saw, like what they announced was like things that like, I mean, maybe they're trying to play on the nostalgia, you know, of folks who knew G4 back in the day. But I was like, you know, like I want to just see like some new interesting, because they're also putting like Sasuke on there, you know, the like Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Before, yeah, before, like before America came and bastardized the name. <laughs> like, they're yeah. putting Sasuke on there. And I'm like, that is, that's still old school. Cause I remember. That's interesting because what because that was sort of at the tail end of of uh, G four as they were starting to transition into that what network yeah. they turned into no original programming they went yeah to no and they started really like Sasuke I think wrestling was on there for yeah a bit. yeah I think Spike Spike Network yeah, Spike or something Network, like that. Spike yeah. Network yeah right? that was when I felt like that was like that was the tail end like that was sort of like their like in their twilight what felt like their twilight year or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> wow it's interesting to bring that back. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm interested to see what they what they do and if they create like a new space and if they're able to kind of like, you know, flip flip the script a little bit. We'll see. And they're yeah. talking about running the majority of their content on Twitch, too. OK. All right. Hey, so well, that's we, going to be even more interesting. Yeah, I, we, I, you know what? I'm excited about it. I'd love to see like they bring some new content out and stuff, too. It will be interesting. There's there's plenty of there's lots of room here, but I said it's hard to get oxygen. So, yeah. Good luck. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story here. Shanae, you've got a story for us. I do. Um, so this little game called Metroid Dread. I don't know if you guys heard about it yet. I actually haven't started playing it yet, but I will start playing it soon. Um, so there was some uh, there was some social media reports from various developers that said that they were not credited. Um, they were not reported. Their, their names were not in the credits for the game. And so that sort of like cir- cycled around the social media for a while. It was finally it was confirmed. And it's sort of is it's Christ a little bit of a dust up and stuff like that too because this goes back to the conversation about um, what are the rules for crediting people like how much do you have to be involved in a game's development in order to get an official credit in the credits for it. Now Mercury's team says that they were adhering to their their credit rule, which is you have to work on the game for at least twenty five percent of the game development. Uh, and I, I guess a few folks uh, didn't work on it that long. They worked on it for like eight months or something like that, which is not an insignificant amount of time, but wasn't 25% of the game development time. Uh, there was also some, there was also a recent story about Ubisoft, something similar happening where people wound up getting special thanks credits instead of like credit under their disciplines. There's a lot of like feelings about credits in the game industry. Yeah. In general, no unions. No unions. <laughs> yeah. I can tell no you unions. in general, I always tell people, you know, think one of my most hated parts of game development is collecting credits. I give everybody a credit. You want a credit? Here's a credit. Yes. If dog wants a credit, put it in there. You got a credit. Yeah. I'd rather do that than argue about credits. Honestly, life is too short to argue about credits. So I, what are you guys I, thinking about this? Are any games you guys worked on that you didn't get credited for? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That you wish I, you yes. had. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a thing, right? It's a it's a it's a thing because games take so long to actually mm-hmm. make in the first place. Um, and then in addition to that, if you know, if you want to if you get some great offer and you feel like 
you know, maybe most of your work there is done, you know, and, and you can transition, you know, over to something else and your work will your work will live on. Um, you should be credited for it. I mean, I, I, I know a, um, a friend of mine who's a developer um, and uh, he was working on Red Dead uh, and he was over at another company for two years. Um, you know, before Red Dead even came out and he said, my, my, um, my, my, uh, my quests are like completely unchanged. Like no one changed anything. And I don't know if he got credit. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the thing that's hard too. Like, cause lots of companies, like there's no standard, like Chuck said, you know, there's like, there are no unions in the industry like that. So there's no really standardized rule as to how you get credited and like, like whether you get credited and how you get credited. Yeah. Cause both of those things are, are very, very specific too. Uh, they tend to be decided by like company by company. Uh, and this is an interesting one. Like the 25% um, rule, like there's, that's, that's not uncommon to like have it based on how much, um, how much time you spent on the de- like on the development of the game. But when we really think about it, like Travis said, games take a really long time to, yeah. to make. Uh, the last game I worked on, uh, if it was like 25% of the game, of the game development would have been like two and a half years or yeah, something that, like that. That's what I was going to mention. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, was, I worked on Sims 4. That thing was in development for like seven years, you know? Yeah. But like 25% seems like a really high, it looks like it's kind of high. Like when mm-hmm. I was at EA, if I recall, it was like something like six weeks or something to that effect. You know, now I will say like, I mean, at least six weeks is not that long in the life. Six weeks or six months. What if? Well, I think I think it was six weeks um, because because we, we always had people kind of quibbling over stuff when they when they just gotten here, you know, and it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, at least that that's not like a huge like, you know, contribution there. But we had games sometimes where we get like, you know, from another studio that would ask like our compliance team to look at it. And we'd be looking at it for like, you know, for a couple of months and we wouldn't get credited for it, mm-hmm. you know, Um yeah. At a critical at a critical point in the game's development, which is like it's trying to ship. So like there's also that question of exactly. like hey, you only worked on it for like maybe three three or four weeks, but you your your impact to that game's development was pretty critical. That's like saying as a producer, a game is not shipping and I come in and I get it to a schedule where it can actually ship. Yeah. I don't get credit for that. I mean, oh, sorry, you know what I'm saying? That that's, that's, that's an issue. That's the problem is if people contribute one idea, cause there's been designers that actually changed the design of a game with a great idea and that game and that, that new mechanic they introduce is what sells the game and builds the game. Should they not get credit for that? This is exactly why I don't get into the holy war about credits. I'm like, you want a yeah. credit? I gave you a credit. You yes, <laughs> you get a credit. You get a credit. You get a credit. Just give people credit. And I know, I know nobody wants to go back in and have to like reopen the credit. Like nobody, oh they always hate doing that. Having to go, oh, you, and God help you if your credits are not just a freaking JSON file or something like that. If it, someone decided to make some fancy credits and like put re- all the text in. That stuff's never getting changed. I, I remember when I was at I remember when I was at Sony, and it's just working on my game. And then all of a sudden, someone comes into my office, and I'm like, "What's what's up?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm here to give you your credits, right?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, first of all, who are you, <laughs> right? Second of all, how do you know what's in my game? You know, oh, you've used these departments, these people." You know, and so on and so forth. And I'm just like, wow. Right. Like, yeah, because it, it, it reminded me. And, you know, I get it. Right. I do. OK, but I, I got to tell you this quick story. Um, <laughs> when I was at when I was at Warner Brothers, uh, I was setting up my office. Right. So I'm in my office and I'm, you know, putting things up, you know, straightening out things. And I finally, you know, take a, uh, take a, a picture, uh, a movie poster, uh, that's framed and I put it on the wall and about three hours go by a guy comes in and says, Hey, um, I heard you put up a picture and I'm like, yeah. And he said, that's a union job. I'm like, okay. Right. And so he then takes my picture off of the wall sets it down and he says, is this where you want it? And I'm like, well, that's where I put it, right? He remeasures it, okay? Gets it, I guess, superhumanly level, okay? Puts it back on the wall and hands me a bill. 
That's okay. about right. That's so about that's, right. So, so that's that's, that's where right. that, that's that's like the extreme part of where unions will get you. But it, yes. you know that's what uh, it is. Can, can I can I also comment about credits? Um, that besides just like the question of whether someone gets in the credits or not, sometimes you know. Uh, when you start talking about not just whether someone gets credited, but how they get credited, people start to lose their minds. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There'll be like so many arguments about like, well, that person worked on it for like three weeks lo- less than me. So why did their name wind up the credits first? Like, I don't want my name to be below theirs. I don't want my name to be beside theirs. I don't want my name to be on the same slide as theirs. If it's on the same slide, it needs to be at the exact same height. How people get credited. I had one, um, one a studio head who wanted her title to be co-studio head and VP of product development and product management. And I'm like, that's six lines of text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people just start losing their minds when you start talking about credits. And it's like, guys, like I get it. Like, it's not that it's not important. It's just that it's not that important. <laughs> like, and I'm not trying to minimize it, especially like, you know, I know that I'm a little jaded, but I've been in the industry for like 20 years. I've gotten credits in lots and lots of games, but there's just also a thing called perspective as well. We really shouldn't like we really need to sort of manage those sorts of things so that we can give people the credit that they're due, but also like, you know, <laughs> not lose our minds about this thing, because it's it's literally probably the grand scheme of like what we're trying to create for for end users and stuff like that, too. Like, I'm never worried about getting a credit because if someone asks me what I did on a game, I will let them know. I'm like, hey, let me just walk you through with what what my role was in the game. Um and the scars that I have for it. <laughs> the only problem is that you have studios that like, oh, when we find if they people go say they have credits for a game and we can't find their credits, we try to blackball them out of the industry. Yeah, There's been studio them. people malicious. They go to yeah. they go to giant bomb to to dictate that. Like you went to a website. Yeah, they didn't call anybody at the studio. Like, why would I call somebody? I can go to giant bomb. Yeah, it's so like it's a website. It is valuable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And movie. another thing that's interesting too is that there's there's lots movie of games that don't even have credits anymore. Yep. Right. Yep. Lots of mobile games don't do credits. There's like entire mm-hmm. studios that because it became like some kind of religious war every time they had to do credits, they just stopped doing them. Mm-hmm. And the world actually, yeah. Well, it, it, not just that. A lot of people who who are doing mobile games don't want to be identified because <laughs> that stuff gets crazy. You know, when you have whales who are paying tens of thousands of dollars and so on and so forth, and they look and they go, "Who is this lead designer?" And they will track you down. I mean, because if they've got tens of thousands of dollars to spend on a mobile game, trust me, they can hire somebody to come find you. They got time. <laughs> they got time. Yes. And money. Yes. So, so speaking of, let's see, we have one more story here. Actually, we have two more stories, but let's get a story here. Chuck, you've got a story for us. Yeah, I got a story for us. Sony now lets people line up to buy PS5 mm. directly from them. Mm. So what they're saying is, hey, we know for the last 11 months you've been trying to get a PS5 and we've been letting the bots have them and sell them to you for upsell a triple the amount. We know we let that happen. Now, what we're going to do, because we saw Best Buy do it, we're going to turn around. We're going to let you get in line as you have a PSN account. And you kind of get preferential treatment if you have a PS Plus account. Mm-hmm. We allow you to get in line. You sign up. We'll send you an email and you buy one. You're allowed to buy one, both either the disc version or the digital version. But you're allowed to buy one. We had a heated debate on this in Geek Beast because I was thinking, what if I had never had a PS4? Because they want you to have a PSN account and you had that for a certain amount of time. Yeah. What if I didn't have a PS4 because I couldn't afford it, but I saved my money for the PS5 or I took my stimulus check and it kept it aside for the PS5 because that was an extra $1,200. I didn't expect to get in the panorama. <laughs> so do I not qualify for that? They're like, oh, this is for the super fans. You know, the whales that spend $10,000 on a mobile game because they're the ones in a PSN account that have a PS Plus account, that the PS Now account, and they purchase everything digitally. So we're going to allow them. I said, wouldn't those type of people already have one and yeah. they, they can re-up again to get another one? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess I kind of look at it as like, you know, it's kind of like a loyalty. Yeah, it's a little, it's a loyalty thing. And I, I respect yeah, that. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that just probably couldn't afford a PS4. There are. There are. They had a PS3 and they ran a PS3 the whole entire time. If it I, makes people feel better, uh, I mean, I, I like my PS5, but you ain't missing too much right now. 
Dang, shots fired. <laughs> Dang. Nothing against it. I mean, like, I mean, I, said, I like my PS, I have a PS5, I have a Switch, I have an Xbox Series X. My Xbox Series X, I don't remember the last time I, I booted it up. My PS5, I booted it up because I was playing what? Um, Returnal? Yeah, De- oh, Deathloop, actually. I'm, not, I'm done oh, okay. with Returnal. Playing Deathloop. And so like, Are you done with Returnal? <laughs> I'm way done with Returnal. I realized it was stressing me out, and I'm like, I, I don't oh. know I'm stressed out. We also played Resident Evil 7 on it, even though oh, I know it's played Resident Evil 7 as well, too, right? But like yeah. I said, you know, Resident Evil 7 was a PS4 game, right? Like, I get um, what they're doing. Yeah, I, you I, know, I do, too. Like, it, But somebody's suffering. Somebody that just saved enough money or this is their first console. I don't know you if know. suffering's the right word, Chuck. I mean... Yeah. You know, okay. I mean like, see, that's, that's a really... Yeah, I mean... Let's let's put it in perspective of gamers suffering. It's gamers suffering. Let's put it it in perspective. Okay. (laughs) If you have a PS3, okay, you've you're used to suffering by now. (laughs) Wow. No, but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is you skip you deserve it. You deserve it. No, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is you skip the whole damn generation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a PlayStation. Yeah. People have done that though. You can wait another six months because you have waited more than six years. <laughs> but you know, people people have done that. You know, kids, family change, things, structures change. You know, it, it really, of course it really they really do. Sucks that we can't. It, it, it really does. Like it's, it's sad it's, that nobody can just buy one. You just yeah. walk into a store. Just and put get it one. into the stores. Yeah, tell the stores yeah. they physically have to have them. That's so, so you want so you want people to get knocked upside the head instead, right? That's <laughs> Nobody's getting knocked upside the head coming out of Target on the Tuesday. All right, I tell you what, you put some PS5s out on the floor and see whether or not people get knocked I mean, in the head. I mean, Sintel, he got his, he literally walked into Target and was like, is that a PS5? I'm like, yeah, we just got him in. He's like, give me one of those. He put, it in his, right he put it in He put and it in, he his got hit in the head, hands. Huh? His 11-year-old walked out with the PS5 in his hand. You know, and, well, I mean, you're describing an edge case. <laughs> I don't think that's an edge case. Yeah, so here's what I'll say for it. Here's what I'll say for it. Like, I mean, ultimately, like the fact that there's this huge shortage of PS5s, that's the biggest mm-hmm. problem. Everything like that with it. I'm not super surprised that they'll kind of go this like loyalty route or whatever. I mean, heck, um, you know, when we, we we would do that for like some of our, you know, our like uh, uh, special releases on Sims like that, we would go and look and be like, you know who are our biggest Sims players. And they get like a special entitlement, get early access to things, you know, that's kind of the same thing where they're like, Hey, these are the people who have stuck with us the longest. They've given us money when we did not deserve it. I didn't get a PS2. Right. <laughs> yeah. I skipped to the PS2, this PS4. Cause I was like, I don't have 600 bucks to give y'all. <laughs> yeah, Mikey does it too with the sneakers app too, yeah. where you buy sneakers, you come to our app every day. We can let you, we'll give you preferential treatment in the yeah. lottery. Yeah. In the lottery, you got preferential treatment. And, yeah. and the thing is like, uh, like you said, this is, they've been, they've been basically impossible to, to get a hold of for yeah. more than a year. But I think part of that is because they were going the retail route. They were putting them into stores and people were gaming that. They're like, oh, I can only buy one. Well, I just came here with five of my friends and we all each bought one. And then they just all turn around and flip them. So they have to go to some kind of system where they can verify uh, at least try and like at least close that like close that loophole away and close that internal that that pipeline in by verifying who's actually getting one and saying okay I know who you are your PSN account is attached to this you can put like one PSN account per you know per own PS5 per PSN account so they're trying to basically just like they're trying to kind of close that off I don't know if this is the best way to go about it or not all the bots when they buy from PlayStation they'll have PSN accounts in order to buy one now you have to have a PSN account listen but they can only buy one they can only, they can only buy one but I have a buy. I only buy one. I mean, see, the thing about it is, it's like, like this thing costs more than a Furby, and you saw how people were about Furbies. <laughs> or, the, or the Tickle Me Elmo. Right, you will get knocking knocked each other out. Grandma's knocking each other in the head over a Tickle Me Elmo. Any <laughs> Ruxpin, like all the runs on these things. Yeah. <laughs> have a pile of PS5s in the middle of the store. So if you, no, yeah. They're not going to pile them up, PS5. but put them in the, try to do both. Try to get it in the stores and here too, because people are going to game this too. This Retail not, employees have to deal with enough. They don't need to deal with like angry gamers who didn't get the <laughs> they PS5. But you know what? Anyway, but, your but, store but said it had it a PS5 is. in here. Where's some effing PS5s? <laughs> but, but Chuck, you got to look at it this way, okay? If I have a PSN account, uh huh. Okay, and I've got history. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I am a, pr- I am a known factor for PlayStation. Yes. yes okay. Yes, and absolutely. I don't see any better way to reward loyalty than to give you, you know, your, you know, you can cut in line, you can cut in line because you've been in line. Right. Yes. And I think that's fair. I got in line I, in 2005. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on what I got in It's kind of saying like PSN play like uh, PlayStation yeah. fans. You got in line but, back in the early 2000s. But like, for example, what Best Buy is doing this and hey, we're bringing the Gamer Club back. $200, we'll put you in line before everybody else. We'll give, we'll give yep. you access to buy one for the holiday. Capitalism. See, I don't care for the Best, the best Buy's thing where it's like, here. I mean, at least for PlayStation... Like I've already got a PS Plus. Account. I mean, the Best Buy thing was a jewel in the early, the the late, the early two thousands because it was yeah. like two hundred dollars. We give you twenty percent off every game you buy. You're telling somebody like me that I'm buying every game. <laughs> Pretty good, everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm getting my money's worth, but now right. it's like two hundred dollars. We'll let you buy a PS Five. But like I said, for for anyone who yeah. hasn't gotten the PS Five, sorry, sorry, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. Um, don't worry. You're not missing anything. You can wait for <laughs> months and like, no, for real. Like, like there's like three solid games that are PS five exclusives out right yeah. now, maybe five or something like that. There's a handful, a very small handful and stuff. So like, you know, really there's great gameplay. Most of the gameplay experiences on PS five are available on other platforms. And stuff. I want at most sound too. But, yeah. But well. like, yeah, you'll be, so, so you can, you know, I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying just like, you know, patience it'll it'll yeah hopefully soon be available and then you'll be able to shiny new toy that's not the shiny toy works we all know how the shiny new toy works people when i bought the the, people have switches when i bought the only led switch after they have a switch i ain't saying no names or nothing gave my switch to my dad I, I do the same thing too like i'm giving this ipad away i'm giving this iphone away <laughs> it works it works for my purposes it frees it my, does it does my it does so, okay so uh-huh. speaking of i know we were talking about like you're not missing anything there with the ps5 yes speaking of missing something travis you've got a story for us yeah, uh, Madden is going to be missing something. Madden is going to be missing the Gruden, John himself. Uh, you know, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking here on GameDeveloper.com, and, you know, and it, and it says the short version is this. A veteran football player coach used homophobic and racist slurs to describe players and other coaches. Um, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and, and the documents were unearthed in a lawsuit. Um so, um, yeah, so NF, uh, so EA just decided that they were going to just remove Gruden from, you know, the, the, the lineup and, and, and replace him with, I guess, a stunt double. They did. It's gonna, they said it said it's going to be reminding them that they're taking him out. I said, won't they give him, won't they make it a black gay coach? <laughs> a black a lesbian, a black lesbian coach. Like a, everything he talked about, make it everything he talks bad about. That's what I think they should do. So, so at, at what point, you know, I mean, because this this has to be the quickest form of cancel culture I've ever. <laughs> We're taking you out the game. You know, like you're literally getting taken out of the game, <laughs> like it, literally and figuratively, right? And the consequence culture. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I. I'm not. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not okay with it. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. I, it switches really fast because they did do the same thing to Kaepernick too. They pulled him out the game. Uh-huh. They yanked him out that- quick. Yeah. My thing is that, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, this is consequences, right? Like you don't, no one has a right to be represented in the video game. Uh, and EA mm-hmm. controls this, controls this property and they can mm-hmm. make decisions as to what they want to, like who they want to represent it and how they want it represented. We can disagree with that too, but they probably would have gotten just, just as much criticism that left them in the game. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's, uh, well, it, it, it's just one of these things where it, it, it feels like, the fate of reality hangs in the balance <laughs> of some of these decisions. And I know that you, you probably, it's, it's sort of funny to, 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 
to laugh about it. But but at the same time, like the reason that I'm not into like most sports games, okay, mm-hmm. right now is because they tend to lean more towards a simulation than arcade. And I, yes. you know, and I grew up in a, I grew up in an age where, well, first of all, you couldn't really simulate much of anything, you know, yeah. I mean, it was just glowing lines, but so once you start getting into that, getting to the point where you're simulating, mm-hmm. what responsibility do you have to be as accurate as possible? Right. And um, it, 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 it bothers me. It, 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 it bothers me because it's, it's basically like if you're making a World War II game, right? Do you just say that meanie? Uh, today's oh, culture probably say, yeah, I agree. Thing? Wait, are you saying that meanie instead of Hitler? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, okay. So let, let's be clear, right? Like when people were making, uh, like this is not a documentary game. Right. Like everyone takes there's always editorial decisions that get made all the time when they determine what the the Raiders is not. Let me finish when they decide like who they're going to like, who they're going to give when they're giving ratings to players. Somebody decides that. Right. Like they have arguments about this kind of stuff all the time. So. Like, is it a realistic simulation? Eh, yeah, kind of, but it's not a documentary. It's not like a historical, like a historical record of like what happened in this game. There's probably players that get omitted. There's players that get like where someone's like, well, actually, this player was a better player than this. Like those things happen. Um, and I think that they have the discretion to decide whether or not they want to put someone in there or not. And did you hear what this guy said? I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Okay, I just have to. I have to say this. I have to say this out loud because when I was when I heard about this story, I'm like, well, what did the guy say, right? Because, you know, uh, not because, <laughs> well, because there's so much racism out there, and for some reason, I was like, I expected to just see a couple n words or something. No, this dude wrote a in an email wrote Dumboris Smith, which is not his name. Dumboris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. I said, get that dude out of this game. <laughs> All right. Let there be now I want to. I, I just want to. I, I just want to propose a question to you. You know, and then I'll be quiet. Okay. <laughs> really will. Wait, how long will the quiet last? I don't know yet. Okay. All right. I, I don't promise. <laughs> All right. Say, you say something monumentally ignorant. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get to go back and remove you from credits from your game. If it's a game that's live and current, <laughs> I mean, so here's my, here's my thing. Like technically the guy resigned. Isn't it more accurate that he's not in the game? now? <laughs> oh, they're just maintaining this. I, I think, record. I think they should pull him out the game. Cause he did resign too. I think he, he, he left the team, but like 400,000 emails are floating out there. Boy, people are gonna be burning on this one because that one man didn't write four hundred thousand emails. Those emails all had a recipient too. <laughs> they did, and they passed around. Apparently, there's like see, what this really shows, though. It really just shows like that there's uh, like we're not talking like you know this oftentimes results in like one person getting like getting punished for it. But like I said, all those emails had a recipient. They all probably had a thread. Like there's probably multiple people in the recipient mm-hmm. line, the two line, the CC line. So what this is really revealing once again, is a culture <laughs> that tolerates this. This was, what, 10 years ago or something like this? A while ago, right? Mm-hmm. So this was, like, I know these consequences are coming due now, but people knew that he had these bad opinions and this, like, said this said this terrible stuff in the record, in the emo record a decade ago, right? We're so, not... Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing whether or not Gruden should have resigned or whether or not he should have been fired or whether or not he's a nice guy or whether or not he can make the best bacon and egg sandwich you've ever had. I, you know, that's not really my question here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, or really my, my, my assertion. My assertion is, is that when you start modeling, simulating things, at what point do you owe your you know, the, 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 the customer or the end user, the truth. You don't owe them anything unless you're calling this a documentary. 
it's a video game, man. Like, honestly, for real. Like, you know, it's the fact that I press the X button. I don't press the X button in real life to throw a football. <laughs> like, there's always going to be some level of translation, some level of distance, and some level of editorial decisions that get made all throughout game development. This was a PR decision where they said, hey, this guy resigned. Let's, we, can, we, can, we can couch it under realism. But also, do we really want to highlight, like, this person who's in the news saying really crappy things, our game is coming out? You know, like, this is, this is their decision. Um, is this a scary world that we live in? Maybe some people see it as being scary because maybe they shouldn't put their racism into email. Also worth noting, he wasn't just racist. He was racist. He was sexist. I think there was some homophobia. He was in ma- homophobic and misogynist. All of the once all again, the, um, once again, that has absolutely nothing to do I with what my, I'm saying. I'm, I I'm saying my empathy for different people. <laughs> Okay, so my, my empathy isn't my empathy to be clear, my empathy isn't for him. Okay. My my empathy or you know, my assertion is to what degree do you owe the truth or reality when you are trying to simulate something? That is it. Okay. And I can I I can go on, but you know, I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, this is actually a good a good segue into our long topic, right? Yeah. Talking about ethics and tech. Right. And we're talking about things like who defines what the ethics are. Right. And who makes those decisions and how I mean, how does this stuff get made? Right. Um, You know, this is I said, this is obviously this is it's not that it's just been in the news. I know that, like, it's been, you know, it's been in the news more lately, but it's always kind of a constant issue, particularly as, you know, um, companies are innovating and we're relying more on algorithms. We're relying more on automation, you know, things like that. And. And just just innovating and trying to solve new problems, like um, how do we go about making sure that we are solving them in an ethical fashion, a way that actually takes real human needs and the human condition into account, right? So, this like I said, this is a good place for us to kind of like move into this discussion here because we are talking about this, like who defines this, right? Um, so, I guess I just want to start off with defining what ethic, like ethics and technology, means. And seeing like if someone has like what are what are people's like thoughts around this? What what is your description of being like, you know, of, of having technical ethics? <laughs> well, we can you always to- go back to that. Uh, I was gonna say we always go back to that Jurassic Park quote that I think I think, I think it was it Travis or Leon. I think it's Leon. I think it's Leon that always says it, which is we spend so much time trying to decide if we could do it. We didn't ask whether if we should do it or something like that, like how we could do it, like whether we should do it, whatever. I can't remember. We could, the quote. Yeah, whether we could, whether we should. Yeah, that's the, that's the, I'm mucking up the quote, but you guys get the <laughs> Go back and watch Jurassic Park. You'll, Jeff Goldblum says it better than I did. But it, it kind of is that question, right? You know, it is not just asking the question of how we do a thing, but whether we should do a thing, like who can be impacted by the thing that we do? How, how can the thing that we're, we're creating um, or developing, how can it, or designing, how can it be used to um, to hurt people? Like asking that question in a really earnest way and then making sure that you're also taking that into account during your design development period, during the design development, not like afterwards when <clears throat> the PR, the bad PR comes. <laughs> Travis, what do you got? So much. <laughs> um, making a massively multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. When you make a massively multiplayer game, um, you're, it's different from making any other game that you've ever made um, because you're under constant attack by your, by your user base constantly. They are trying to thwart you in, 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 in ways that are just brilliant in, 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 how, they, in how they execute how they want to cause mayhem. Um, that's taxing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to, um, you have to lessen your game experience just because it can be manipulated in, in other ways that you really don't realize until you're actually up and running. Right. Um, we are in, a, 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 in in the middle of the biggest conflagration of this that I've ever seen, and it is called the internet, right? Um, there's so much data 
that that is just being exchanged and and and, and played with and 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 altered. How do you know? Yeah. What you're getting is the truth, right? And so, if you take my example that I just that that I just gave you with Matt and, and their responsibility to tell you who and who was there, who was doing what, right? What if Google had that attitude as well, right? Where where they can just say, "Oh, that person's not good." Or whatever. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take those results, uh, those results from our search, and put them on the eighth page and not the first page, right? And so I'm just saying this can easily get to that point, right? And if we don't have a way of checking ourselves technologically about the truth, we're going to lose it really fast. Yeah, and in fact, what you just mentioned there, there's a law um, right now. I can't think of the name of it, but it's to, it's basically to do that just to stop um, tech companies from like for Early. instance, yeah, for instance, like if Google, like if you get search results, it's to stop like Google from prioritizing all like you know certain search results over other ones, um, or doing things that could potentially like you know stifle competition, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they literally do do that. Yeah, um, Chuck, what, what? How would you define this? How would you define this? Uh, similar, similar to Travis. Uh, I find this this whole thing very, very interesting because it is the search for truth and who's truth and who controls that truth. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Uh, I sat there and watched the story. There's a, there's a YouTuber named Jenna Marbles, right? And she self-canceled herself. And what happened was they said she was doing videos in blackface. But in reality, she went to Comic-Con, wore a wig, and she happened to take her wig off during one of the videos, and it showed her tan line. And so people were like, oh, she was in blackface. From like three years ago, she was in blackface. And so they, they came for her. Yeah. And through the stress, she's like, just because the people were hurt by me, I'm going to counsel myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, you should have corrected everybody. And I was like, I took a wig off and I had a tan line. Uh-huh. And that happens when you're pasty white and you go out in the sun <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of July in San Diego. That's what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. But instead, she was like, people were hurt. And since I'm a big proponent of council culture, I'm going to counsel myself because people were hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where does that stop? Yeah, I mean, so she was like their truth was they were offended because they they saw me with white skin and brown skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? what? Yeah, I'm not huh? I'm not sure how cancel, how cancel culture, which I don't think is really a thing, by the way. Um, it is. It's just people trolling and saying, get rid of this person, get rid of this person. They badger that person. No, no, I understand what the definition, uh-huh. what the definition what they really do, what they really do, yeah, what but, it really is. But everyone yeah. who's been canceled is still multi-million dollar people so, and they're like i have no platform that they say on like every news station <laughs> every morning show but no but i think that um you know i think that this is a it's, it's an interesting thing because we've seen like really uh really really um common examples of this happening in tech uh where you know new technology is developed and and mm-hmm. uh, or new new things are designed and uh they sort of just misunderstand uh, the human condition, I guess. Like the one I always go to is like a, an example is if anyone remembers Tay, which I think was like 2017 or something like that. Microsoft mm-hmm. released a, uh, a Twitter bot named Tay. And it was like, okay, yes. Twitter bots are going to be a great learning AI. Yeah. And it's just going to learn from the people around it. And of course, within 24 hours, the people around it turned Tay into a full-blown Nazi. Like yeah. Tay was repeating like Mein Kampf and all kinds of horrible stuff. And I just looked at, I'm like, how was this not predictable from a number of reasons? Understanding Twitter as a platform, understanding humans, understanding when you tell someone, hey, you can't break this, and they're immediately going to try and break it. That's what Travis was talking about. They're immediately going to go in there and try and break mm-hmm. it. Like it was it was interesting to see that like happen in real time. Uh, and then also just go, again open up so many questions of like, okay, if a company that is and developers are as 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 uh, talented and thoughtful as these folks still miss this giant gaping obvious hole of the path that this this learning AI was going to take yeah like like what i don't know i don't want to say what hope is there for the rest of us but it's, it's a lesson for the rest of us i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Let's, we're not we're not ready we're not we're not ready 
Okay, we, we're just not okay. I mean, well, this is how like, I look at it. Humanity, you mean, or or what? Yeah, yeah. because because <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is because you have all these different ages, right? You had Stone Age, you had the Bronze Age, for example, right? And then you you know then you had this age of uh, you know automation and so on and so forth. In every one of these ages, there was a new sort of Titan or a new successor or someone who controlled things, right? And we're in an information age. Yeah. Okay. We're in an information age, and what we're doing is 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 not only are these uh, are are these corporations gotten to the point where they can they can take this stuff and monetize it in more ways than you can possibly imagine, mm-hmm. but we're we're now able to profile you and and get you to act in a certain way just because we're so gullible as, as, yep. as, as humans. Right. And once we've, once we've done that, once we've unlocked how to control behavior, okay. Not completely, but enough. Okay. We have to take a good, long, hard look at what this is doing to us as a, you know, as a species. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yep. and, and figure out a way to save us from ourselves because I'm telling you, it's going to get worse before it gets. Yeah. Better. We're not just in the age of information. We're in the age of trolling and it's trolling at <laughs> such a high level. Like the whole idea of Texas, they passed the bill. Like you have to offer opposing views to the Holocaust. You can't say it was all bad. There was good parts of the Holocaust and you have to talk about those in schools. Then they look at the critical race. People's like, isn't this what you wanted? Mm-hmm. Isn't what you wanted? This is what you wanted, right? You want us to tell you that slavery is bad. So you, you say slavery is all the way bad. We got to talk about the good parts of the Holocaust. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's, it's so disingenuous. <laughs> and and it, but that's humans, right? I mean, yeah. that's disingenuous humans carve the at future. Least, at least the, American the humans. <laughs> no, this is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the Taliban is notoriously known for it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's other places, but at least that yeah. examples of, of our, that, that goes to like, yeah, we just do it in word. A lot of places do it with well. war. They do it with force. Yeah, we do it with I, word. Yeah, we talk about we're in the age of information and we're also yeah. so much in the age of misinformation right now. Yes. That's where I think we are right now. It's, it's like, what you, like what you were just saying travis right i mean and we've seen like i mean everybody has had probably the um the experience where you're talking about something and then suddenly you suddenly start getting ads that are about whatever the thing you were talking about like you know some random like i said i had at work i wasn't even talking about it it was like the my my coworker was talking about like he he's like a, does like you know he cuts hair on the side and so he was talking about like getting one of those like mirrors that's behind you or whatever so that he could like cut his own hair there was some crazy thing or whatever he's talking about and like seriously five minutes later i suddenly start getting like ads for this absolutely <laughs> and I, was absolutely. Like, I didn't even know what this thing was you know well we have um, a device that's always listening it's designed yeah, to listen exactly. that's what it's good at and in fact some of us have multiple devices. I got my, oh, my yeah. Google Home oh, here. Yeah. I had to unplug my Alexa because she kept like responding to t- the TV ads. It's like that. <laughs> but then, of course, I got Siri as well. You know, so I mean, h- here's the thing where I think ethics comes into it, right? Because I, I feel like that is a useful thing for people, right? Like it's useful to me for me to sometimes get ads that are actually catered to something that I want. Mm-hmm. It's something that I would get. But I know that lots of times companies are very like they want to be very, um, you know, talk out of both sides of their mouth about this. Right. And they don't want to be they don't want to necessarily reveal how much data they have on people, what data they have on people. And so, like, oftentimes there's they're, they're being a little bit um, uh, disingenuous and, and a little dishonest, I'll say sometimes about like what they're doing with that data and what, you know, what they're you know, what they're what they're how they're serving up these ads to you. That being said, I was like, lots of times if people actually just understood what um, their data was being used for, some of them might buy into that. <laughs> like it's, it's actually, it's useful to me. Like I said, to have ads, like when I, when I was one time talking with somebody about like something with, you know, some thermoses or whatever. And then I started getting ads for a thermos. It was a Hello Kitty branded thermos. And I was like, I think I need this. <laughs> and, and, and see, that's, that's, yeah. You, you see, Sharice, so, so you're pointing out like, you know, the, the great side about yeah. big data. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, is like a, a firearm, you know, or a machete, you know, they're, they're, they're tools. Mm-hmm. You can use them to feed your family 
or you could use them to do some pretty grisly, you know, things as well, you know? Um, and I, I, I just don't know if we know what we have in our hands, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, is it a shotgun? Is it, is it a, is it a, is it a tactical nuclear weapon? We don't know. And unfortunately, okay. Usually we find out, um, we find out just how harmful these things are on the other side of trauma, right? Yeah, is is yeah. when it happens when someone has that great idea, okay, that causes uh, just a metric crap ton of damage. And, and we go, oh my God, we didn't think of it that way. You know what the other thing is? That's a really good point, Travis. You know what the other thing is too? Uh, not only do we <laughs> do we not know how to control this 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 massive thing that we've created but also um when once we do identify that oh that thing was dangerous or oh that thing actually did a lot of harm we don't yet know how to how how to make up for that we don't we still don't know how to correct it afterwards right put that genie back in the bottle right yeah <laughs> yeah like we, we i mean we often like i'm on twitter all the time it's like that too and people often joke we talk about twitter being like this horrible cesspool or or this website that you just you just need to get off this website right and, and um we, we know about how twitter can be uh how like any like all these types of social media uh that, that allow people to like speak one to many um how it can how it can be used for for uh used in really negative ways, right? Used to harass people, used to abuse people, that kind of stuff. Uh, and yet I still don't see a good way of, uh, <laughs> any good way that's any sort of response that's been like collective response coming from um, from Twitter support or something like that as to how to fix that. Yeah. Uh, the other good example we can talk about for video games too was um is yeah, Xbox Live. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um like the like, I, I don't know what the Xbox Live community is like now. Cause I can tell you I got I stopped using Xbox Live with anyone besides like close friends 10 years ago because the community was was not fun. Like it was like you'd wind up getting matched up with a rando and then they'd drop a couple slurs, whether they were racial slurs or gender slurs. You know, either one like, either one sucks for me. And uh, I'm like, huh why am I playing this game? Like I make these games. Why am I playing this game with a random? I'm here to like enjoy myself and I'm getting cursed out by some random person who once again, people will say, Oh, it's a bunch of 13 year olds. I'm like, no, this guy is 35. Yeah. He has two kids. Wow. He's a 401k. He's yeah. like, he's got what? a mortgage what? and he's cursing me out. Right. So well, like, I'm just like last one last point. It's like, so, as I understand it, like, you know, I'm sure that the 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 enforcement and stuff like that for, for a lot of these platforms has has uh, for, for Xbox specifically has, has changed in the last 10 years. But I left the ecosystem 10 years ago and mm -hmm. no one has tried to get me back <laughs> because yeah. of what my experience was there. Yeah. Sorry, so, go ahead. I, I bring up this point and in, 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 like when when we're if you grew up in the South, right. Um, as I have, you know, as, as few of us have, um, and you, you meet someone or you get close to someone, you say, hi, how's it going? Right. Um, and when you don't, people say, oh, you don't speak. Right. Like, you know, and it's a byproduct of you being spaced out and then, Hey, you're, you're alive or, or, or so on and say, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Right. So that, that was Southern, you know, sort of, you know, how, how you behaved in, 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 in a, in a social construct, so to speak. Now I, I realized that when I moved to New York, it wasn't that way. Okay. And it wasn't that way because everybody was so close together already that, it, you know, the hi, how you doing was sort of kind of assumed, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Right. The internet makes that worse, okay? Because we're You're right. we're it's that close to one another. No, yeah. we're that close to one another, right? And yeah. I just don't know whether or not we were made to be that close to one another, yeah. right? Would you or, be close or, to me in real life? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, what is so so. What I'm saying is, is like we really haven't invented these rules, these new rules for living this close together, mm -hmm. okay? And we need them. The internet so gives no personal bubble. Right. Yeah. Like we, we, we need them badly. And, and, and the problem is, is that, you know, when we start talking about things like where we start talking about how, um, you know, because I think our major export right now is outrage. Right. <laughs> and it's because, because we, we live in this, we live in this environment now where everyone's all up on one another. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and when you say one thing, it gets amplified into eternity. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you're in this now you're in this situation that no one before in history has had to do. And oh. it's difficult.
let's let's talk about where the outrage comes from. The outrage comes from mostly because the rules that are actually instituted aren't made by the people that are outraged. They're made by the people that are actually making the comments or people that are close to the people making all the comments or doing the injustice. It was it wasn't a bunch of black people that instituted the civil rights uh, 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 bill and, and the rules and the laws that came after it. It wasn't black people making those. We would have made them completely different. We would have done a lot of different things. It was white people thinking they're doing us a solid that were that they were doing really their cousin a solid. I know my cousin's a little outrageous, but, I'm, but I can't punish him. But I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you where you don't have to deal with him as much. You yeah. know, and that's what it is. And I think that's part of the problem. Like we talk about ethics and technology. We have to think about we need the people that are actually being oppressed by it to be making the rules and laws to protect themselves because they have the best perspective. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, that, that was one of, the, one of the last things I want to just throw out here as a question for folks, because so one one quick thing I said, because um, I thought this was, a, this was a good kind of definition around like, you know, technological justice, which really is kind of around ethics and technology. But um, I just want to mention this Simon Trace. He's like a former CEO of Practical Action. And they're like a they're a national charity that like provides solutions around like agriculture, waste, waste and water management, stuff like that. And he, they defined it or he defined it as the right of people to decide, choose and use technologies that assist them in leading the kind of life they value without compromising the ability of others and future generations to do the same, yep. which I thought that was, that was a good definition of Twitter's like, out. That's the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I mean, I think so much of the time companies, we are focused on like, well, we, we want to innovate. We want to disrupt. We want to create this, you know, this new thing, but we don't necessarily take a look at, well, how can this be used for evil? Just like Travis was saying, we don't mm-hmm. look at that until like you're on the other side of trauma or until you're at the congressional hearing. <laughs> we don't, we don't look at those things. Also trauma. Yeah. Also yeah. trauma. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering why do companies ignore it? Like, I mean, we've seen so many examples of this. Why don't comp- why do companies ignore ethics in general? This is, I think it's going to have to be our last question, but, just want to throw that out to the group because it's expensive uh, because it it's um because it's it, more it, expensive it, that to do it upstream well, um you know it depends on how you it has to, depends on what you value and stuff like that too right um because like simply put like uh you know uh, there are a lot of companies especially in the in the, the startup the, in the startup arena like we're, we're like most of us are bay area based so there's tons of startups up here trying to disrupt all kinds of stuff right and so oftentimes the, the sort of ethical considerations are seen as something that gets in the way it seems like it's a restriction you know to like creative um to creative uh, ideation and so they just look at it as something like no we want to ideate without bounds because you know if we if we have this restriction on us then that means that we won't find the most creative solution we won't find the most creative thing to solve and someone else will out will out create for us right like they're not worrying about ethics if we worry about ethics we're we're artificially limiting ourselves and that means that we're not competitive in the space i think that's the wrong way to think about it because ultimately like i said you're gonna have to think about this at some point it's just whether or not you think about it during your ideation and design and development phase or you think about it with your pr team and your rapid response team who's trying to trying to respond afterwards and you have to like do some like fast follows to try and fix whatever it was you broke um, but I think that I think that the people um, they don't understand the uh, or they don't really value the the uh, the that sort of creativity and that, those sort of restrictions because like honestly some of the best games and the best ideative se- sessions I've I've been a part of uh, throughout throughout my career is when we have folks ideate within bounds specifically because mm-hmm. like unbridled ideation you think to yourself oh I've just got my designers like all the room in the world to think about something and it's like no sometimes if you say hey here's some artificial restrictions right here, artificial or real restrictions. Think about whatever creative thing you could solve within this box. I've gotten some amazing creative ideas when you have restrictions to work within. Yeah. I think it's also, maybe it's just a fundamental misunderstanding. I think of how um, creativity works. I think, I think that you have to let society decide. Um, You really do. Um, And these these technological you know constructs that we're building at at their core they're tools okay it's a hammer okay now a hammer can build you the best table you've ever had or you can use it to murder people 
Okay. Um, and you have to, you have to, if, if, if you make hammers, you need to dedicate yourself to making the best hammer that you can possibly make and then give people, you know, the, the, the ability to actually determine whether or not you're using it correctly or not. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're just gonna, you're, you're going to stifle creativity. You're going to stifle expression. You're going to stifle, you know, all the good that can ever be done. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so just build a tool, build the best tool you can. And you're just going to have to let society figure it out. All right, folks, this has been an awesome conversation. I really want to be able to come back to this because there's so much more. I think we can talk about this. Honestly, I could talk about this for forever. Um, but I thank you for the conversation. I do want to give a shout out to Digital Click for all the creative they provide us for each and every show. Uh, if you want to learn more about Tech Nubians, you can hit up our website, technubians.com. That's T-E-C-H-N-0-0-B-I-A-N-S.com. Please follow us here on Twitch. And if you like our vibe. And we know you, and we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please consider subscribing to our channel. Follow us on our on socials. We are on every major platform. So please uh, give the Geekish Network a follow. And if you're ever wondering what else geek we're talking about, check out the schedule of shows on the T on, uh, on TGN here on our Twitch page. Thank so, anyways, that's it for now, folks. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you all next week. Bye everyone. <laughs>